Hello and welcome to the final numbered edition of the Hotcast this season. I'm your host, Ruben Titian, joined as always by RJ. And RJ, you've, we've had um, a couple of days to absorb the end of the Chicago Fire season. Although, if I recall correctly... You've basically been uh, absorbing the end of the season since, like, mid-May anyway. So, how are you uh, doing with all this? Relieved <laughs> that this is all, as, as uh, what the kids say, it's all ogre. Um, it's, all, it's all ogre? Is that a Shrek yeah. reference? <laughs> it's all, yeah, it's a Shrek reference. Well, relieved in a in a way where finally we don't have to start, you know, we don't have to continue to talk about the fire, but at the same time, we're going to have to continue talking about the fire because if this season went a different way, I mean, we we would have still talked about the fire regardless. I I guess what I'm trying to say is that that there's a lot more nuances and discourse that we just have to weed through right now at a much more earlier stage. Well, we're going to have that discourse because that's what we do here. Uh, let's start by talking about um, the performance and not necessarily analyzing it because really what is there? The fire went to New York City and City Field and didn't really play like they wanted to win the game. Um, you didn't get any kind of performance out of your big players. Um, Shakiri didn't show up. So it's it's basically, it was just, you know, um, the normal course of events over the season. Yeah, all culminated into one game. I mean, you could say that with the Charlotte game as well, but Mm -hmm. no, I mean, that, that that New York game was... That was just it. That was just a Chicago fire season. You've had chances, not only from Herbers, but, you know, Kamara, Shakiri. A really solid defensive performance, which was shaky at times throughout the season, but that was just one saving grace of the fire. And I think that's also what uh, what provided, you know, the fire with some points this season and a lack of attack. It's It's basically... It just summarized the whole Chicago Fire season. Definitely. No striker. Um, it was clear they didn't have many ideas up front. Um, I I feel like, you know, also, you know, having Fabian Herbers, and we say this every year because he'll have a couple of really nice games starting and it's like oh maybe Fabian Herbers um can take that next step but really I think it's kind of late for Herbers to take that next step he's 30 um and uh, we'll talk about him more when we get to the um end of contract talk in you know the second half of the show um but um you know he he had another okay performance uh 
but you would like to think that you can have better on your roster. Right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Brian Gutierrez was Brian Gutierrez. When he got on the ball, he did really nice things. Um, but they couldn't get him on the ball in space enough. Um, Federico Navarro was back in the lineup, and I'm going to be honest here, I don't think he's very good. I know last year there was a lot of praise for his play, but this year he hasn't given me enough to where I think that he's good enough. Like, he he does not do the thing that Gaston Jimenez is so valuable in the lineup, and that's be the link between the fire's back line uh, and the attack. So if you want to play it out of the back, if you have Federico Navarro and someone else in the game, um, you you can't play out of the back because there's no link there. There's no get on the ball, turn, and get the find the pass and get the ball forward. They don't have that without Gaston Jimenez. And I guess Mauricio Pineda and, and, and Fabian Herbers can do that as well. But if Pineda's hurt and he was hurt and Herbers has to play out wide, you don't have a link there and you can't be effective as a team. You know, I, I think with... With Federico um, Navarro washing back and, you know, looking at last season as well, I think. And there, there's no denying that he was a decent player or MLS decent, you know, style player. But I think the only reason why he was just so good last season was just because of how bad overall the whole team was. And now since, sure. especially since Dumbia came into the picture. Who's a better it's, Federico Navarro? It, it just exposed Federico Navarro, and that's—I don't know if that's a hot take for me, but I—that's what I honestly believe. I think it's just because of how bad the fire was last season. I think you know you start cherry picking, and sure. again, not downplaying Navarro. He, he can do a lot better than me out there pitch. I mean, that's for sure, but. I, th- I think that's I think that's honestly it. I think he just got exposed just by having a better quality player out there. In this case, it's Dumbia. Yeah, and Dumbia does make mistakes. You know, he will be too aggressive when trying to get the ball forward, and you know, make bad passing decisions. Um, but I think he's also a better tackler, and he doesn't make stupid fouls the way Frederico Navarro does. Yeah, so. Both have passion in a way where they will tackle someone to the ground if need be, but Dumbia does it more eloquently, more elegantly. I mean, Navarro, that's it's really rough at times, and we've seen it with the amount of fouls that he's committed, at mm-hmm. least with Dumbia a little bit more level headed in his, you know, decisions yeah. in terms of, you know, tackling someone. Yeah, that's why. But that's why they need a guest on Jimenez because mm-hmm. Jimenez is a better passer of the ball than both of them. Um, Mauricio Pineda is okay, but he'll also 
you know, make a, a bad pass here and there. Um, and I, I, I don't really, it's weird how we're criticizing and, and talking about the double pivot when that's like the least of the fire's problems, right? Like from, from my perspective, um, the, the way the defense has improved from February to the end of the season, um, to me, it, it's like, can the fire improve? Yeah, you can get, probably you might want to, if you can get Kai Wagner to play left back, you do it. Um, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. I've got a feeling he's off to Europe, but can they improve at left back? Yes. Can they improve at right back? Yes. But other than that, like with the guys they got, I'm relatively comfortable going into next season on defense. I don't think there needs to be a lot of work done defensively in the off season to fix this squad. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Am I am I right here or like? No, you you are correct, and it, the fire just needs death and just attack. I I think they're perfectly fine in the back. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I I don't think the fire. I mean, of course, the fire should focus on the back as well. Like I said, going back to death, but that's something that, if need be, you know, within whoever is in charge and again this is all up in the air because we don't know who really is going to be in charge of the roster right. reconstruction but they can realistically ignore the back and just focus on the attack well it's like like um during the game i think uh jiggly at uh one of the uh men in red 97 crew we're going back and forth during the game about this and and it's like I actually think the fire have the depth. What they don't have is the top of the roster. Do you understand? You know, what, I, I do understand, but the depth you get that kids. Right, but if you the top of the roster, if you get that right, then the guys you have starting now become your depth. And so, like, like they've got the middle and lower end of the roster, I think, is actually pretty solid. It's the top end guys that have failed the club. And that's why, ultimately, and we'll get to this too, George Heights needs to go is because he has not been good at filling out the top of the roster, the most important players. He's arguably 0 for 6, although um, I don't think Gaston Jimenez was his, was it? No. But right. But, but like, 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 so yeah, he's like 0 for 6 in top of the roster signings. Really. What With MLS, you can bypass, again, the top of the roster signings as long as you have that middle ground. I, there, there, I, and look at other MLS teams out there. There's look at sporting. Look at, you know, I know they're they're out of the picture right now, but look at the Rapids. I mean, you could squeak by without 
having a top end roster as long as there's just that middle ground where it can at least be adequate for MLS standards. And with like, MLS like, standards, I, I'm looking at, I'm looking at, um, and, and I don't just mean spending lots of money as far as what I mean by top of the roster, but like, no, good quality starters players. are all their starters are quality players. Um, you know, Johnny Russell, Alan Pudito, and Daniel, Solo, uh, Daniel Saloy are quality players, right? And yeah, they didn't cost a lot of money, but like those signings at the top of the roster, at the top of the formation as well, just so happens to be that way in Kansas City's case, um, are good players who perform at a high level. The problem with George Heights is that he does not sign players at the top of the roster who perform well. Um, and, and yeah, like, and honestly, I'm going to get to this in some of the off season podcasts. Cause I want to, I want to have an Omari Glasgow podcast at some point over the winter. I um, think you're the only one on the hashtag, just like spreading his propaganda. I uh, know. I actually do think that's the case, man. He's good. He's 18 years old and he's good. I think he could walk into an MLS roster and start. That's how good I think he is right now. Yeah, he can walk into the fire. <laughs> well, yeah, he could walk into the fire and, and start with uh, Marin Holly. Sol- look, Marin Holly, so like a front three of Marin Holly, Selassie, hopefully a big name striker that you bring in, in the off season and Omari Glasgow would kill an MLS. That is an MLS front three that is must see television. But anyway, um, like if you look at George Heights's top of the roster, you know, Sheridan Shakiri bust, uh, Casper Shabilko bust, um, Ignacio Aliceda bust, um, you know, um, who am I forgetting? Like, like that was like a really big signing. Uh, uh, Robert Barrich bust. Um, he cannot sign the impact player. And that more than anything else to me is why he should be out of a job. You can talk about not making the playoffs or whatever, which is the result of that. But like the underlying reason why George Heights should not be brought back is because he fails to sign the impact players to put this team over the top. Like they get to ninth place with depth guys and, you know, squad players. Um, but they just don't have those two or three guys to, you know, bring them over the top. And that's why he shouldn't be brought back, in my opinion. I mean, he can he can stay, but like I like I've always said, he just can't be in charge of everything. Right. Like, I let, agree. Let him, let him be in charge of scouting for Europe or whatever, but because like we building. we we say this all the time, we say this every time George Heights brings it up. His ability to pick young players is really good, you know. The obvious Omari Glasgow, John Duran, right? 
um, selling uh, Gaga Slonina, and then you've got Chris Brady. Like, like the other thing we should do is we should be praising the Chicago Fire Academy setup for basically producing good players. Which, by the way, poor Gaga. I think he should have went. I mean, that's his. I mean, I'm I'm glad that he's living his life out in Europe. But at the same time, uh, you should have gone somewhere else. Yeah, the Bundesliga, second Bundesliga, or even Championship, or any other prem club, but Chelsea. Like, what's Fulham or something? I don't know. But he'd be starting at Fulham. Yeah. But like, yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. But you know, he's he's. Living his dreams out in Europe at the end of the day, I guess that's what all that matters. But at the same time, you really can't help but feel sorry for him, especially in his current club situation where they're just getting blasted. So, yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, there's there are a lot of uh bad things going on. Um. With the fire, and uh, it is it is it's definitely definitely tough um, at the moment to um, think about and deal with uh, these kind of things um, on that level. Because uh, everything is still so up in the air right now. It's just that's true. We, yeah, we don't know, which is going to make the next segment uh, a little difficult for us when we talk about because uh, there are things we need to talk about. Um, because there are, um, there are definitely, um, what do I want to say? There are. Um, teams now that are starting to, uh, you know, figure out, you know, who's, who's doing what and, and, um, with the roster and the fire have, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, um, ten players, uh, with expiring contracts. Uh, because uh, Mauricio Pineda, as we know, signed an extension. So um, we'll get to that in a second, because first, right now, we do have to thank all of our Patreon members, patreon.com slash the lantern is where you can go to support the show all it takes is a one dollar donation to get your name read out loud in our thank you segment so let's go ahead and do that real quick thank you uh to ron bandish uh audrius jonathan robb adam todd sam mitten caleb baron will gatziolis chaucer's dog mark jerkakis Alyssa scarpelli doug mmc uh, Cameron Banga, Shai Smorgan, Tim Hotze, Craig Tower, uh, and David May. Thank you for uh, all of your subscriptions. So, um, 
let's talk about this list. Obviously, uh, Mauricio Pineda resigned in May, so we uh, don't need to talk about him. Um, let's start with Marin Holly Selassie because there his is a an option to buy because he is here on loan from FC Lugano. He seems like the obvious pickup um to me. He seems like the obvious, you know, coming into next season guy from this season who um you want on your roster for 2024. But obviously that depends on what the price is. So so what are <clears throat> excuse me? What are your thoughts on bringing Marin Holly Selassie back? How much are you willing to pay Lugano for him? I'm all for it, and I uh, not condoning this, but I want to see some Chicago style politics when getting MHS over here, just because of the look. City Football Group they can get away with a lot of things. Sure. Where can where get the fire? good question you think they'll pay so, some nominal fee to lugano 500 600k or whatever 500 bucks yeah I mean, a bag uh, of look, balls and some italian beef sandwiches yeah why not i mean again all within financial fair play of course all within regulations but this is a sister club with a fire i I mean, I, I don't know the, the exact finances, but it's technically just shuffling bank around different accounts at this point, right? Don't you think um, so? I mean, possibly. I'm sure each club has an operating budget and separate bank accounts with different under, banks and that sort of thing. I mean, I mean so, sure. I, I guess, you know what, fine. For, for the sake of this conversation. Yeah. Like... A million bucks. Why not? Yeah, transfer market has him valued at one point two million euros. Well, there you go. Um, I don't know what that is in American currency uh, or dollar dues, uh, which is Australian currency, as we all know. Uh, the next group of players, excuse me, are on uh, club options. Uh, for the next year, and that group is Fabian Herbers, Wyatt Umsberg, uh, Spencer Ritchie, and Javi Casas Jr. Um, this is all according to transfer market. Casas, I'm assuming you can bring him back on a homegrown extension. We won't talk about him unless it's announced when it is announced. Uh, what his contract status is, you know, for the upcoming season. Um, any names that stick out as you desperate to keep? Because there is one for me. Maybe Javier Casas. Well, him, obviously. But like I said, he's probably, there's probably homegrown stuff you can do with him. Um, what about you? Just curious. Uh, I want Wyatt Umsberg back. I think that he played well enough to where, because remember the last time the fire had a 
uh, elder statesman, shall we say, German center back. Uh, his career ended the next season. Uh, so I think you need to have as many center backs on the roster so we don't have another Arna Friedrich situation with Rafael Schiehus. Uh You're going to need lots of quality center backs because we know Carlos Tehran sometimes has trouble staying healthy. Um, you're 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 gonna need quality center backs, and I think Wyatt Almsberg is someone you have to keep. Um, yeah. like I said, if you can keep Fabian Herbers, if he'll take a, you know, a similar deal to what he's on, um, you you can pick up his option. I think he stays, um, and I know a lot of folks don't really rate him. I really rate him highly. He's a good club player, right? Yeah. Like he's a, he's a guy, he's a Swiss Army knife. He can he can play competently wherever you need him to. I think he's a good guy to have on a roster. Um, Spencer Ritchie, I mean, I don't think you pick up his option. Um, I mean, there's. Just keep Jeff Gall then, I guess. Yeah, he's got a two-year option. He was the player I was going to bring up next. Um, he's got two club options left on his deal. I think you pick him up this year, and then we'll see what happens next season. Um, but yeah, I think I think Spencer Ritchie could probably find a starting job somewhere. Um, and I don't know if you want to stand in the way of that. Um, yeah, he's he's a. He's honestly MLS and USL championship quality. I I would agree. Um, there are uh, Jeff Gall. We did talk about. Um, there are three. Uh, players who are out of contract. One we already know isn't coming back, and that is Kai Kamara. Uh, the other two players who are out of contract are Kendall Burks. And Alan Rodriguez. Um, I don't know what you do about Alan Rodriguez just because there's so many players in front of him, right? He's a six. Pineda. Um, I don't know if Dumbia is staying. I would hazard a guess that he's probably going back to Switzerland. Um, but you've got him. You've got Federico Navarro under contract. You've got Gaston Jimenez under contract. Um, I did say Mauricio Pineda. Um, I mean, with Rodriguez, I think. And he's also, like, he's just 19. Yeah, just just keep him with the Fire 2 squad. Like, if... Get him out of the first team and just keep him with... That's probably what I would do. Uh, But the other question is, what do you do? And and here's the name I'm very curious to hear what you have to say about. Oh, with Kendall Burks? Uh, What do you do about Kendall Burks? (laughs) Let him go. He's so inconsistent. I mean, apart from some heroics in that uh, Omaha game, which I will never forget um, for various reasons, but uh, just let him go. He's he's really inconsistent. Not even in a good or not even a good way. And even on his consistent days, it's still a little bit nerve wracking. Um, he's what twenty twenty four twenty five. I. I don't think he's up to MLS quality. I think he's like USL championship quality. I don't think that he would probably walk into another MLS team unless if it's some Western conference team, but no, I would honestly 
let him go. Do you think he could walk in somewhere and get a roster spot? And not a two-way contract like he's on with the Fire. Do you think he could go in and get like a backup center back roster spot somewhere? Yeah. Because that's the question. Because if he can, do you think about having him here as a backup center back? No. Well, we'll just get another MOS USL championship quality center back. You just find another guy like you did with Jonathan Dean? Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's right. By the way, um, Dean, um, very good you pick signing, up, by the way. Yeah, you pick up his option. Uh, you let him fight for the starting job and fight for a contract next season. And then if he does well enough, sign him to an extension in like mid-June. I I think that's about right for, for Jonathan Dean as well. I think he definitely belongs. Um, with the club, and like I said, he's fighting for starting spots at the end of the year. Um, since we're talking about players coming out, uh, real quick, I have some names for you about should the fire keep them or move on from them somehow, either transfer, sale, trade, um. Um, first name on the list is Chris Mueller. Do you try and offload him in the winter, even if, you know, even with the knee injury? No. You think you keep him? You keep him for death. Sure. He's a good death. This is what I was referring to earlier, but I don't know. I mean, it's. Sure, but I don't know. And, and it's one of these things with injuries like his. It's like you don't know how good he's going to be coming back from it, you know? Yeah, that's true. So like, I, think like, he, I, think, uh, I think he has that mentality to at least get back in there. And then I think you keep him for another year, see how he feels. And if he wants to move after 2024, then let him move. Or if he wants to stay, then and if he can stay on cheap, then you know why not? But I think you you keep him. Uh, Jairo Torres, you move him if you can, right? Send him Lugano or whatever. No, I don't even think Lugano. I don't. Yeah, there he wants his dream European move. Loan him out to Lugano. Sheridan Shakiri. Cut your losses. And I have I have the big one for you. Brian Gutierrez. If he wants to leave for Europe, don't get in his way. If he doesn't, then you know offer him a billion dollars. Well, I think he does. Let's just assume he does. But like you're not letting him go for less than fifteen million dollars, right? Correct. Especially if he has a good uh Olympics. Yeah, I mean look. If he wants to stay with the club, whatever, yeah. And should the fire get fifteen million dollars or more, I'm honestly just reject it. Really, just reject it. But if he wants to move to Europe, and if the fire get a really good offer, then take it. That that's that's where I'm at because I don't want to see a lot of these players, you know, stunt their potential. And if if moving to Europe or wherever is their dream, then. 
don't get in the way. And don't let him go to England. They can convince go to him. England. Just convince. Not Just no. not Chelsea. No, you, no, you you've gotta you gotta send him to Spain or like Italy. He's gotta go to Spain or Italy. Sure, a place Germany. that a place that can or Germany, a place that can develop his skill set. Anywhere but AX. Um, but anyway, actually, AX would be pretty like as a number ten in the second for, division of uh, <laughs> their football. Oh right, yeah, 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 because they're gonna get relegated. Right, 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 right. I understand now. I understand because AX is gonna get relegated. But no, yeah. it's it's look anywhere but Chelsea. Really, they can play in England. They really can. I just don't think um, Chelsea's the perfect club for them. Especially if you believe the rumor that Jordi Mihailovic is going to find his way back here. Because then you've got you've got the same problem with that you had with Shakiri and Gutierrez, except that both players are good. At least, at least, are proven to be able to perform in MLS in Mihailovic and Gutierrez. That's a, that. That I think is a more interesting conundrum for whoever the new head coach is um, going to be. Um. So yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's talk about really quick because we still have some time left. We got about ten minutes left. Um. Let's talk about the coaching situation. Knowing what you know about head coach and who's available out there right now, who would you want to come in and knowing that there's not going to be a massive teardown of the roster, that aside from the top end, this is the roster we got. Um, aside, like, I, like we talked about, you know, just a moment ago, pieces on the margins. Um, who do you want to come in and coach this team? Hmm. I mean, I think we all know who's going to be the coach, but a uh, personal wish. Chris Armis, by the way, Chris Armis. That's who's coming in. You think? Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, that's that seems to be sort of the media consensus here is like I was listening to the CHGO podcast with uh, Alex Campbell and Adnan Vostek this week and uh, yeah Adnan Adnan's all in on Chris Armas as a as a selfish choice and no meme answers yeah probably Graham Potter Chris Hutton really you you want a foreign coach yeah who does doesn't have experience navigating MLS? Yeah, I, I think. Um, I mean, of course, we just saw what happened with with uh, DC United with uh, Rooney, but Rooney's a. Uh, I don't know. There's something wrong with that man. He's <laughs> the first time. He's a first time head coach, right? Like well, at least he, Potter he came and in from Darby. He came in yeah, from... he had one season as a player manager. That doesn't. No, he, really... he had a full season also, and then he relegated him. Right, but That's, uh, you know. No, but honestly, I think uh, Grandpa Potter, Chris Hutton, I, I, uh, maybe Grandpa is a really hard sell, since uh, he's being linked to Manchester United. If uh, the new 
part owner decides to sack Eric Tunhog. But uh, yeah, just one of those two. I don't know how you how you rate Chris Hutton though. I mean, it. I think he did. Uh, he's currently the head coach of Ghana right now. Actually, I, th- I think all English managers are the same, frankly. <laughs> And you know what? I, I think with the type of players the Fire have, I think you can squeak by with some good old... Actually, that's stuff. interesting. What if, if the new owner does, what about Eric Ten Hag? Eric Ten Hag for the Fire? Yeah. No. Why? No, I don't think... Like, like, can... like, seeing what he did at Ajax with a bunch of players, like he won't have the ego problems that, that he has at Manchester United with the Fire. But if he can't so, handle, so like if, he, if, he, if he can't handle, that's that's the thing. I don't, I don't, I don't trust the man who can't handle the egos. And you know, say what you will about those players that he's uh that he's banished to you know Saudi Arabia or whatnot. But you need a manager who can handle all types of things. Sure. And I don't think Eric Ten Hag would. <laughs> I mean, no, no. I, really you? though, really though, um, what do you genuinely think about Chris Armas as a manager for this club? He'll do fine. He'll do adequately. That's the thing. I think he'll do better a lot than Klopas. Sure, Klopas is a passion passion merchant, and I think that uh, Chris Armas actually has the credentials. So, yeah, but man, he was so bad at the Red Bulls. Yeah, but he'll do fine with those, fire. Those Red those Red there, Bulls teams were not exciting. There's 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 going to be some nostalgia tax applied to this, and I really wish there wouldn't be. But I think you're thing, right. I mean, that, that's the hard thing, also with with this current coaching situation right now, because like what I said in the beginning of my little. We oh, wouldn't even call it a tangent or whatever, <laughs> but we your we opening all, speech. Yeah, we, we all know that it's just going to be some former fire personnel. Yeah, and I mean, it's going to be Chris Armis. And if it's not going to be Chris Armis, I'm pretty sure they're going to find a way to get another former fire. You know, well, Gonzalo Segaris is the manager of the USU 17s. Yeah, more you know. Blanco, I know he probably wouldn't be able to officiate U.S. Open Cup games, isn't, but isn't, isn't Blanco in uh, politics now? Yeah, just out of the game. Just, just offer him an alderman spot, also, <laughs> in addition to being a head fair, coach. Fair enough. Um, I, honestly, um, I think they should at least ask Thierry Henry if he'd come in for an interview. I do like the way he thinks about the game. Um, he was relatively successful in Montreal. Um, he wasn't great with Monaco, but I think Monaco has some interesting problems. Um, A lot of French clubs do right now. Yeah, that that make really succeeding unless you're one of like the really big big clubs. And uh, Monaco's a name, but they're not. PSG or, or Lyon or even Bordeaux or uh, Marseille or whatever. So th- that's, 
I, I think Henri would be an interesting interview. Um, maybe he's one of those guys you interview just to like get some outside perspective on the club and and the roster. You know, one of those um, interview things. If if you're not going to hire him, I think it would be very valuable to bring him in. Um. Yeah, but I th- I think they're going to hire Chris Armas. I'm not excited about it. Um, as long as they don't hire Bob Bradley and, and take him away from Stabek or wherever he is now off in the hinterlands of Europe. Um, I don't know. What I will not be happy with is they hire some other person with zero managerial experience. Um. I will be very upset if they promote C.J. Brown. Uh, I don't think he's ready to be a manager yet. Um, For but, a top-flight team. Right, of a, of a top-flight team. Um, and um, we'll see from there. I don't trust George Heights or Sebastian Peltzer to make this hire. So really, we don't know anything if they're sticking around. And right now... The rumors are that they're sticking around in some capacity. We don't know if it'll be, you know, managing, quote unquote, both Lugano and the fire, sort of managing that partnership and sort of keeping the house clean, as it were, or if they're going to be saying, you know, purely on the fire side. We don't know. Uh, And that makes all of this difficult. Um I think. And uh, yeah, it's sort of the end of the fire season, RJ. Uh, anything you want to talk about before we uh, end a uh, relatively disappointing year? For you. I saw the writing on the wall a long time ago. But no, it's still disappointing. It's disappointing that we, that especially me, out of us too, yeah. that. I'm I'm always the Debbie Downer, but uh, just some small positives. I've I've taken a lot of uh, folks, colleagues, friends to fire games this year. Some of them their first time, and they've all commented the fire. At least the atmosphere. It's it's really great, and they really want to go to a fire game again. So That's if, good if there's to hear. one thing that the fire has done right it's just the hospitality and of course there's a lot of other things that we can probably touch upon at a later time such as the security issue Monterey security I saw what happened in that last fire game myself so a lot could also be fixed a lot could be fixed but the, the the atmosphere the hospitality the the off pitch you know experiences that the fire has been offering throughout the community has has been really top notch so yeah definitely um i'm gonna plug stuff uh look out for the retro uh that goes over the entire season part one will be free for everybody on uh the patreon patreon.com slash lantern on november 2nd the second part for five dollar patreons goes up um a week later uh so that's going to do it for us you can find us on twitter at ruben tish at rga underscore zero two 
we are the same handles on blue sky. Um, the lantern does not have a blue sky yet. I'm working on it. The podcast doesn't have a blue sky. I'm working on that. You can find the podcast at the Hopcast on Twitter. Thank you for this ride uh, this season, all our lovely listeners. We will have off-season specials like we always do. Uh, they will just not be numbered uh, like these shows are. Um, anyway, that will uh, do it for us and the 2023 Chicago Fire season. Uh, until the off-season, we will uh, see you on down the road. Goodbye, everybody. See you.